Section two of the Cricket on the Hearth by Charles Dickens. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sage Turtle. The Cricket on the Hearth by Charles Dickens. The Cricket, too, had stopped. Somehow the room was not so cheerful as it had been. Nothing like it. "'So these are all the parcels, are they, John?' she said, breaking a long silence which the honest carrier had devoted to the practical illustration of one part of his favourite sentiment, certainly enjoying what he ate, if it couldn't be admitted that he ate but little. "'So these are all the parcels, are they, John?' "'That's all,' said John. "'What, no, I—' laying down his knife and fork and taking a long breath— "'I declare I've clean forgotten the old gentleman.' "'The old gentleman?' "'In the cart,' said John. "'He was asleep among the straw the last time I saw him. "'I've very nearly remembered him twice since I came in, "'but he went out of my head again. "'Hello! Yep, there! Rouse up! That's my hearty!' "'John said these latter words outside the door, "'whither he had hurried with the candle in his hand.' Miss Slowboy, conscious of some mysterious reference to the old gentleman, and connecting in her mystified imagination certain associations of a religious nature with the phrase, was so disturbed that hastily rising from the low chair by the fire to seek protection near the skirt of her mistress, and coming into contact as she crossed the doorway with an ancient stranger, she instinctively made a charge or butted him with the only offensive instrument within her reach— this instrument happening to be the baby, great commotion and alarm ensued, which the sagacity of Boxer rather tended to increase, for that good dog, more thoughtful than his master, had, it seemed, been watching the old gentleman in his sleep, lest he should walk off with a few young poplar trees that were tied up behind the cart, and he still attended on him very closely, worrying his gaiters, in fact, and making dead sets at the buttons. "'You're such an undeniably good sleeper, sir,' said john when tranquillity was restored in the meantime the old gentleman had stood bareheaded and motionless in the centre of the room that i've half a mind to ask you where the other six are only that would be a joke and i know i should spoil it very near though murmured the carrier with a chuckle very near the stranger who had long white hair good features singularly bold and well defined for an old man and dark bright penetrating eyes looked round with a smile and saluted the carrier's wife by gravely inclining his head his garb was very quaint and odd a long long way behind the time its hue was brown all over in his hand he held a great brown club or walking-stick and striking this upon the floor it fell asunder and became a chair on which he sat down quite composedly there said the carrier turning to his wife that's the way i found him sitting by the roadside upright as a milestone and almost as deaf sitting in the open air john in the open air replied the carrier just at dusk carriage paid he said and gave me eighteen pence then he got in and there he is he's going john i think not at all he was only going to speak if you please i was to be left till called for said the stranger mildly don't mind me 
with that he took a pair of spectacles from one of his large pockets and a book from another and leisurely began to read making no more of boxer than if he had been a house lamb the carrier and his wife exchanged a look of perplexity the stranger raised his head and glancing from the latter to the former said your daughter my good friend wife returned john niece said the stranger wife roared john indeed observed the stranger surely very young he quietly turned over and resumed his reading but before he could have read two lines he again interrupted himself to say baby yours john gave him a gigantic nod equivalent to an answer in the affirmative delivered through a speaking trumpet girl boy roared john also very young eh mrs peerybingle instantly struck in two months and three days vaccinated just six weeks ago took very finely considered by the doctor a remarkably beautiful child equal to the general run of children at five months old takes notice in a way quite wonderful may seem impossible to you but feels his legs already here the breathless little mother who had been shrieking these short sentences into the old man's ear until her pretty face was crimsoned held up the baby before him as a stubborn and triumphant fact while tilly slowboy with a melodious cry of catcher catcher which sounded like some unknown words adapted to a popular sneeze performed some cow-like gambols around that all unconscious innocent hark he's called for sure enough said john there's somebody at the door open it tilly before she could reach it however it was open from without being a primitive sort of door with a latch that any one could lift if he chose and a good many people did choose for all kinds of neighbours liked to have a cheerful word or two with the carrier though he was no great talker himself being opened it gave admission to a little meagre thoughtful dingy-faced man you seem to have made himself a great coat from the sackcloth covering of some old box for when he turned to shut the door and keep the weather out he disclosed upon the back of that garment the inscription g and t in large black capitals also the word glass in bold characters good evening john said the little man good evening ma'am good evening tilly good evening unbeknown how's baby mum boxer's pretty well i hope all thriving caleb replied dot i am sure you need only look at the dear child for one to know that and i am sure i need only look at you for another said caleb he didn't look at her though he had a wandering and thoughtful eye which seemed to be always projecting itself into some other time and place no matter what he said a description which will equally apply to his voice or at john for another said caleb or at tilly as far as that goes or certainly at boxer busy just now caleb asked the carrier why pretty well john he returned with the distraught air of a man who is casting about for the philosopher's stone at least pretty much so there's rather a run on noah's arks at present i could have wished to improve on the family but i don't see how it's to be done at the price it would be a satisfaction to one's mind to make it clearer which was shams and hams which was wives flies ain't on that scale neither as compared with elephants you know ah <laughs> oh, well have you got anything in the parcel line for me john 
the carrier put his hand into a pocket of the coat he had taken off and brought out carefully preserved in moss and paper a tiny flower-pot there it is he said adjusting it with great care not so much as a leaf damaged full of buds caleb's dull eye brightened as he took it and thanked him dear caleb said the carrier very dear at this season never mind that it would be cheap to me whatever it cost returned the little man anything else john a small box replied the carrier here you are for caleb plummer said the little man spelling out the direction with cash with cash john i don't think it's for me with care returned the carrier looking over his shoulder where do you make out cash oh to be sure said caleb it's all right with care yes yes that's mine it might have been with cash indeed if my dear boy in the golden south americas had lived john you loved him like a son didn't you you needn't say you did i know of course caleb plummer with care yeah yes yeah, all right it's a box of doll's eyes for my daughter's work i wish it was her own sight in a box john i wish it was or could be cried the carrier thank ye said the little man you speak very hearty to think that she should never see the dolls and them a-staring at her so bold all day long that's where it cuts what's the damage john i'll damage you said john if you inquire dot very near well it's like you to say so observed the little man it's your kind way let me see i think that's all i think not said the carrier try again try again something for our governor eh said caleb after pondering a little while to be sure that's what i came for but my head's so running on them arcs and things he hasn't been here has he not he returned the carrier he's too busy courting he's coming round though said caleb for he told me to keep on the near side of the road going home and it was ten to one he'd take me up i'd better go by the by you couldn't have the goodness to let me pinch boxer's tail mm, or half a moment could you why caleb what a question oh never mind ma'am said the little man he mightn't like it perhaps there's a small order just come in for barking dogs and i should wish to go as close to natural as i could for sixpence that's all never mind mum it happened opportunely that boxer without receiving the proposed stimulus began to bark with great zeal but as this implied the approach of some new visitor caleb postponing his study from the life to a more convenient season shouldered the round box and took a hurried leave he might have spared himself the trouble for he met the visitor upon the threshold End of Chirp the First, Part Two. Read by Sage Turtle of QuirkyNomads.com.